0: Hi, we are the ladies of Beautiful Truth. I'm Keisha. I'm
1: Lady D. And I'll just chill. And you must be 18 years or older. listener's discretion is advised.
0: Today we will be talking about mental health, the effects it have Nowhere. on the community, and the effects it have on your family. I want to get this conversation started by saying or asking a question have any of you ladies ever had depression have y'all just been so depressed till y'all didn't know what y'all was going to do and y'all just stayed in the house and stayed in the slump
1: well I wouldn't necessarily say depression I would uh say like you know just going through life you know how life has ups and downs like normal stuff you know so I wouldn't necessarily stay depressed. I say I had some moments in my life where I was like, oh man, where I felt sad, I felt down or whatever. And I just, you know, was in my own bubble, my own world, you know. I didn't really want to be bothered with anybody and things of that nature. So I wouldn't necessarily say it was depression. It was more so like a side moment for myself. I would say, I mean, at my lowest, um, in my lowest points, you know, I could lose my
2: grandmother. And the death like that, that was kind of something that I've been in my Lord's. And, you know, I agree with uh, Lady you, like you said, I really can't take depression. a lot. can't you, I did a lot of crying. I did um, say to myself, I need time to vent and to regather my thoughts. Um, but again, sometimes when death comes, I think it's like a, a grieving process more for me than what I say would it be depression. Um, when it comes to jobs, like, cause I didn't get this promotion, or I felt like I didn't get what it needs to be, I feel like I was, I've been in my lowest
0: point. For I was in an depression not too long ago, where I didn't come outside. I didn't want nobody to see me. I didn't want nobody to talk to me. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want nobody to see me. I didn't want to go to the store. I didn't want to do anything but hide in my room. And it was because of something that I was going through medically. Uh, I could say, actually, I lost all my hair at the top of my head and I had sores covering like 90% of my head and it left me in a depressive state where I just didn't know what to do. I did, I mean, I was so confused. I even stopped eating around here. I was gone. I was depressed so what did y'all do for y'all depression
1: well i would say what worked for me was prayer and meditation because i tell people this first and foremost god can fix anything that money can't buy or any of that so whenever i fell down like you know I, like when my grandmother passed that was like a big loss for me and i took it very hard but as time had went on i had gained some strength and became strong to the point where You know, now I can deal with it better and smile when when her name comes up or when I talk about her, think about her, for that matter. So, you know, it took some time, though, but I'm there. It took the rest of my mind. I promise I put this in a relationship with love, and I
2: was was like, you know, uh, I wrote a lot of this to both, you know, um, I to deal with it better, you know, so me, prayer was my number key for and just writing down positive and trying to, get to stick for So that's just hey, that's I that's
0: I with the Lord. I see me way through. Really, I couldn't snap out of mine. I was like seriously down, and it I had to go to the doctor. And by me saying I had to go to the doctor, I want to get into the discussion of you know some people will tell you. You can snap out of it. You know, if you want to, you can do this. You can do that. It's up to you to snap out of it. But sometimes you cannot. I don't care how bad you try. I don't care what you do. You cannot. And you will have to go to the doctor. I know several people where this guy, he was depressed. He was going through when his... Oh, I guess he, I could say it like this when he was young, his uncle sexually abused him. And when he got older, he started doing drugs to hide it you know, to hide the depression. He starts just self medicating. So one day, in his depression state, he killed everybody in his house. He killed his grandma, his cousins, his brother, his brother's girlfriend, the auntie. And the whole time it was the uncle that was molesting him. And he saved the it's uncle so for right. last.
1: That sound like depression and like the schizophrenia type of behavior that went on with that young man yeah
2: you know
1: like and the reason i say that because with schizophrenia people hear voices in their head like when they're depressed and stuff to make them want to do things like kill somebody or be like homicidal or either suicidal for that matter so that's what it sound like to me you know because like once a depression goes so far it can turn into other mental illnesses just as well such as bipolar schizophrenia manic depression you know etc it's all different forms of mental illness the reason why people do the stuff that they do
0: right I suffer from bipolar depression but I know this guy in particular because I went to go see him when he was in jail and the thing that he said was he just wanted his uncle to pay and he felt like everybody in his family knew that the man was molesting him and they didn't do nothing to help him. So he felt that he had to get him back. And it's, just it can be, like you said, schizophrenia. And I guess, cause he was smoking, what you call this stuff? Um, wet. I want to say he was smoking wet. So that, you know, added on to it. So, I don't know what in his head snapped but he killed everybody i've been depressed to the point i was suicidal like i said i suffer from bipolar depression i was suicidal i stepped in, in traffic in front of a moving car and well, actually got hit by a car well let me ask you
1: a question is yours considered clinical where you have to take medication yeah i take
0: medication if i don't Control take medication
1: and
0: right if i don't take my medication and i have like me you know, me and you, we've talked about this several times, Tia. I have my triggers and I have to right. stay away from certain things that will trigger it. Cause I mean, me, I will snap on you. I will go off on you if I know that you're picking and you're trying to push those buttons to do the things that you do to make me snap. So yeah, sometime I go take my medicine and just go to sleep, but like I said, sometimes medicine not enough i have to separate myself from other people
1: well let me ask you this Uh, do you seek therapy such as counseling or maybe seeing a a psychotherapist
0: oh yeah i see i go i go through all that now okay
1: okay go through all of it but that's how i learned my triggers let me me ask you another question how often do you see your therapist like once a week twice a week no i go once a month okay okay well i think to be honest with you once a month for you i don't think it's good enough i think you should be able to at least go once a week that's just my personal purpose and opinion because i feel like you know if you do that then that'll help with your healing process a little bit faster just as well
0: yeah but you know people heal on their own time like everybody would tell me But, but
1: but continuous therapy also makes it better just as well. That's therapy makes, makes it better,
0: better, but therapy allowed me to know my triggers. That way, when okay. I know something's going to trigger me out, I can get away from it.
1: Right, I understand it, but at the same time, the thing about it is, is that continuous therapy is still good just as well. What I mean by that is like self care, not necessarily saying a therapist. Like, oh, I'm sitting down talking to a therapist, but when I'm, I mean other things just as well. That's what I mean and implying by that.
0: Yeah, that's true. But like I say, in some cases, you know, you could go to all the therapists in the world. I've seen where people have been through therapy. They used to go first, started every week. Then they got better. It started once a month. Then they would go every two months. But like I say, you will always have a trigger. It will always be something that you can see, something that you can hear, something that you can smell. It'll trigger it. So therefore, I like I say, I know my triggers. Like. I don't often, I don't, only way I start really going off if I don't take my meds. And a lot of people, they, is, you know, it's a stigma in the neighborhood where black people don't need therapy. They need Jesus. Black people don't need to go talk to nobody. That's a form of weakness. This is, this
1: is my whole thing. This is my whole thing without faith, without works is dead. Which, you know, which which means you still got to put your best foot forward. Yet the pastor of the church say, for instance, quote unquote, the pastor of the church or maybe like, you know, some prayer things like that, that helps, you know, to a certain degree, but at the same time, you still got to put in the work just as well, you know what I'm saying? So when that's considered therapy, that'll also help just as well with the spiritual healing, just whatever you got to do to heal, you know, whether you do yoga, you go get massages, you go get a gym membership, it's all type of ways in healing besides you know just therapy you know
0: i have a friend what well, she do she goes to the gym a lot mom not you <laughs> i have a friend so you know, she's been through some childhood trauma that i've been through the same i want to say similar and she goes to the gym a lot to try to work off her aggression but still like i say at the end of the day she needs her medication
1: Well, I I, feel, I honestly feel working out is therapeutic not only physically for your well-being, also for your mental state just as well because, of, you know, the way it makes your body feel and the way it makes you feel mentally and it's good for, like, stress, you know, just everyday life type stuff, you know, so it helps release that just as well. So that's why I say it's therapeutic just as well as, like, if you were to seek therapy, like a therapist. I agree with that too, I think too it's like just rely on thing.
2: Medicine is for a reason,
1: Yeah, that too. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Let me find you can't get what
2: you need. It's gonna be a Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You need to find some pills.
1: You know, of course, there's more than one way to skin the cat, but what I'm saying is that. If somebody has like any type of clinical depression or uh clinical mental illness where it does require medicine, all means. That's what I mean by you still gotta put your best foot forward and go seek help to see what's wrong with you just as well as prayer. You know what I mean? I'm saying you gotta do both, in other words. So um so once that's done, you figure it out if you're clinically depressed or not, you have to take medicine, okay, so be it. You know, all means, whatever you gotta do to make things better for your life at the end of the day. That's what it's all about.
2: To
0: me, I I mean, I look at it like this. I do what i can do you know a lot of people they don't have insurance a lot of people don't have the means to go get help like you see a lot of people on the side of the road they like they can't get help you know because they don't have any money they can't afford to get the mental health they can't afford to get the medication so a lot of them they drink a lot they self-medicate and that right there i mean you do what you could do but the mental i think the help is the most important thing that you need to get. If you like me at the time, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I never understood what was wrong with me. And I just knew I kept feeling a certain type of way. So at one point in my life, I was violent, but I didn't know what was making me violent. Then another point of my life, I was crying all the time, just miserable. I didn't know what was making me feel like that. Then another time I was just Every time I get money, I would just go shop, 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 shop till I drop, and I didn't know either. And that was a form of manic, you know, like manic depression. It's a lot of forms of depression, and at different times, different, you know, you suffer from different things at different times, and you never know what it is unless you go out and get help. Since we talk
2: about, uh, exactly. So help. What be some topics? Good we help uh, Mental kids age. mental is mental stability. Uh, and I just want to put out there that it's never soon. See you if they can I mean, they need help. And I think that We as a lot of blacks, we collect that point, for our kids
0: to everyday life. I think that My grandson went through a depression where he shut down. He wouldn't do no schoolwork. He wouldn't do anything. And the teachers, sometimes you have those teachers they just don't care sometimes you have the teachers that actually care you have the ones that don't you have ones okay well since he don't want to do his work i'm just gonna flunk him but then you have the ones okay well you're not doing your work you're not you know you're not communicating you're not participating in class you're not doing anything let me talk to you let me pull you outside hold a conversation with you see if anything's going on or let me send you to a counselor and let me work with you you, you know it's a difference it's it's like it's crazy how you have some people they be like oh well they'll snap out of it and teachers do the same thing and yeah. kids I say by you know when you 10 11 years old you don't know what's going on with you
1: yeah you don't because you don't know you know you know the thing about it is at that age I call that like a critical age for children And the reason I say this is because is like in between being a kid and going into adolescence, you know, right at their peak in their life. So it's like they going through hormonal changes along with emotional changes. So they don't know how to feel about certain things or whatever. So they kinda like lost and confused a little bit about like why am I feeling the way I'm feeling now, you know? And that's a part of what comes with that territory at that time and moment in their life. And I think at that point, you know, you know, kids they have feelings too. I tell people that all the time about Shut your child up and tell on without. I don't want to hear all this. Like, I don't understand mothers and parents that do that to their kids. Listen to what they got to say. They got feelings, too. They go through stuff, too. Kids get bullied. They go through depression. They go through all kinds of stuff, just as well as adults. So, therefore, you can't take what a child's going through lightly.
0: Right. That's why, like, the kids around me, I talk to them. I ask them, you know, is anything bothering you? You know, what you want to talk about? You happy? You know, I always ask them, are you happy? Are you okay? Anything bothering you? I guess they'd probably be like, my nana, she just get on my damn nerves every time I come over How house, she asking me too many questions. But I do it for a reason. Mm-hmm.
1: You have to have that open door policy in that relationship with your child because I can honestly say, coming up, I had that relationship with, you know, when my mom, she had an open door policy. When she came home from work, she'd just be like, give me 20, 30 minutes to get home and get situated you can come in tell me how your day went, what's going on with you, you know, every day, you know? So therefore, like, you, you have to be able to kind of with your children because you don't know what they go through from day to day, everyday life, such as school and things of that nature, and what they may be dealing with a teacher, another student, anything. You would never know if you shut your kids out and tell them, like, hold on, I don't, don't, don't want to hear that. You know, like, because I know parents that have done it to the church, and you don't ever shut your child out or take your child's feelings into consideration because they deal with mental illness as well.
0: Right. Like I can actually say and I didn't know at the time, I didn't know what was wrong with myself. So my daughter used to come to me and try to talk to me about certain things and I was too caught up in my own phone to hear anything about what was going on with her. I didn't bother to say, you know, are you okay with you know, how was your day at school? I would just try to sleep all day because of the depression that I was going through. And that's why I say it took me a while. It actually took me a while to understand me. Then I went got help i didn't get therapy with my daughter but i learned to communicate with my daughter and i learned to sit down because my daughter also she gets depressed and i didn't and i didn't know at the time when she was depressed and you know some things happened with her so the thing was i saw it and i understood it you know and i was able to talk to her and get an understanding to see exactly what was bothering her and you know she got out of her depression But that's good like most women they go through the postpartum depression thing after they had their babies they do and it's crazy did you go through it after you had your daughter
1: i i can honestly say i didn't really go through it like most women did but i can honestly say i had what's called separation anxiety and the separation anxiety And the separation anxiety was basically like when I started working after my maternity leave. Well, I say when my baby was four or five months, I started working again. I had the separation anxiety or whatnot, and that was the worst part of it. And everything else was good, you know.
0: So, Tashia, let me ask you a question. When you went through your depression, because I remember it was a couple times that me and you talked about it. How did you cope? Like, what did you feel?
2: Uh-huh. I want to say after you had a death of a loved one.
0: Oh, it was so hard after uh getting somebody body, dying. So, you know uh, so it it was so hard after a loss. I mean, I think, numerous Mr. Day,
2: crying. Shut myself. I no one got me. But I just feel like it was a dark world. I just feel like okay. um think like, that uh is if I'm if I'm close to a lot, they're gone. Um I can just probably like it like a dark world. Um world. Something that you want to be shocked you no know? I can't you um so you right. I
0: So, what do you guys think about depression in the black community?
1: I think depression in the black community is very prominent and it's very relevant, but a lot of black people can't see that because I think it's them from PTSS, which is post, uh, you know, uh, uh, post traumatic slavery syndrome. A lot of us and our ancestors has, have endured that, and we never got help. We never, and we still dealing with it to this day with police brutality, for instance. Steady killing the black man and the black woman every time we turn around, they wrongfully and murdering somebody. And they're not even being convicted for it, for that matter. Or if they are, it's like a slap on the wrist. And so there's no justice. It's just it's just us, literally. So it's very, it's a lot of depression in the, especially in the African-colored community, African, Mexican, any colored community. It is bad, bad, but more so in the Black community. Because we're the race that has endured the most pain than any other race ever.
0: I just feel that it's so much going on nowadays. And I would say with George Floyd, how we watched the police murder him on TV in front of every freaking body. And that was crazy. How can you then how can you murder a man in front of everybody and then say, oh, it was a mistake? The
2: whole world.
0: But you can say it was a mistake.
2: The
0: world. That right there sent me into a depression because I had to think i have grandkids what's you now i have a grandson i have a granddaughter my daughter's oh she's gonna have a baby what would happen to my young grandson like i tell my grandson all the time and they, i mean if i ever get stopped by the police or you get stopped by the police when you grow on or your mama gets stopped by the police if you're in the car with anybody and they get stopped by the police you put your hands up so they can see your hands let them see your hands at all times because i don't want to hear that get that phone call and say somebody shot aiden the police killed aiden i don't even buy him toy guns anymore and i mean that right there is depressive to think about that you know to think about your life that you're always i want to say the black people the black man and woman we're hunted we're hunted and it's sad it's sad to watch all this stuff that's going on you know it's sad to see the world like it is now it's not safe for our kids it's not safe for us and that right there i'm not saying i'm not blaming it on a mental illness but that's a depressive thing when you just think about it it's sad y'all
1: I totally agree with that a hundred percent but you know unfortunately it's just things we got to deal with in this world and the people and the way things are going such as like what I stated with police brutality and what these young men and young women are enduring by being you know innocently killed for that and there is no justice at all and I don't think it ever be that way especially here in the United States of America
0: right my husband got stopped by police not too long ago we got stopped for a traffic i think he ran the red light all of a sudden the police pulled him over searched the car and you have drugs in the car do you have drugs in the car they in the car and one of them got in his hand on the gun the whole time i'm asking him, why do you have your hand on your gun sir why do you have your hand on your gun he couldn't say nothing my husband's like he should just be quiet yeah. i mean no it's not right
1: see what i'm saying
0: it's
1: sad and it's like you can't even speak up for yourself like what happened to freedom of speech we don't even have that because if we say something they that they probably give them a reason right there to the kill us you know what i'm saying just for no reason
0: and then you know what it's a lot of people out here with mental illness and instead the police will go around and you will able to shoot you when sometimes they need to bring people there with them a mental health expert to let you know or you know they- right and before they even find out what's going on with you you can be bipolar you could be schizophrenic you could be whatever the police will actually shoot you and uh, that's how i say mental health affects our community whether people like it or not mental health affects us because a lot of us can't get the medical help for it and we have people that's picking us off daily because we're not getting any medical help we're not getting the help we need we're not Having the insurance, we're not having the funds. I mean,
1: it's it's crazy. And then not just that, a lot of people have the resources and everything, Keisha, that they can have the insurance, the money, etc. But they're just scared to face their own realities and their own truth. Because in order to get help in therapy, you have to tell the truth about everything.
0: You do, and a lot of people don't want the truth to come out.
1: Exactly, because people be scared of their own truth and reality
0: right right oh lordy so much going on and it's it's crazy it's crazy i just want you guys to know that if you're out there and you need help if you're feeling suicidal call the suicidal hotline if you need mental help it's called 311 311 will direct you in any way that you need to be directed that's in houston texas or i believe In Texas, you could call the suicidal hotline. They have eight one one now for it's for mental health. If you have any problems, you can call eight one one even for suicidal thoughts. Eight one one. Yep. Yep. You're right.
1: Talk to a family member, talk to a close friend. If you're dealing with depression, you're dealing with having suicidal thoughts, talk to find somebody to talk to that's close mm-hmm. to you. You know, don't don't ever feel like you're alone. Right.
2: My-
0: get that help, people, get that help, because it's serious nowadays, it's serious. And Next time we guys talk to you, I guess we'll have something more uplifting. We just wanted to get this out. We just wanted you to hear our voice on this situation. But it's not going to always be sad. We're not going to always talk about depression, mental health, abuse, things like that. We're going to start talking about the community. How can we help? What can we do? Nonprofits, you know, financial literacy, all this, credit help so we're going to bring you different things but right now we're just trying to get up you no know, just let it go let's let all this awareness. stuff go
1: we're trying to make awareness for mental health and how it's important to seek help if needed and also how it's good to get therapy because without the head how can the body move the head leads the body all
0: right until next time
2: guys my all love right,